Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of B2B Breakfast to Business with your morning girl, Bea Lim, also the Managing Director of Team Asia. And you know that B2B is the place where we talk shop, we talk life, we talk advocacy, and we talk real. Ladies and gents, it is September. Yes, the Burr months are upon us, and that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, right? But for us here in the business world, yep, that means Q4 is right around the corner, like really just in a few days, right? And that planning season is also well underway. And so we felt that, you know, guys, it's so important for us to talk about different topics that will really help us when we go into our planning season, right? When we start meeting with our teams, when we're starting to put together programs and initiatives, budget is always a big thing that we need to put together, right? So we wanted to make sure that we're able to serve you guys some knowledge, some insights, some tips and tricks, right? As we go into the planning season over, of course, a hot piping dish of breakfast. So for today's episode, we wanted to talk about a very important topic as we venture into planning for the next year and the new normal in 2022. And that really is, what kind of leadership do we need as we enter a new era, hopefully post-COVID-19. Russell Reynolds Associates actually released a study on the leadership competencies needed to drive the consumer sector in a post-COVID era. The COVID-19 pandemic, as we all know, triggered rapid changes in consumer behavior globally, including increased digitalization, a rebalancing of life priorities, increased focus on hygiene standards, and of course, a gravitation towards brands that align with their social values. Super important. A pre-COVID head start in digitalization actually gave Asian companies an edge above other regions and companies who were quick to respond to these sudden changes in their consumer profile saw a massive influx of new customers during the pandemic. The unique challenge leading Asian companies now face is retaining these new customers, right, in the long term and enabling their companies to be agile and resilient to navigate any future drastic shifts in consumer behavior. So guys, in today's episode, we actually get to take a look at this um, study um, from our friends from Russell Reynolds Associates as they offer deep insights and best practices on what kind of leadership we need going forward into this continually evolving now normal. Yes, guys, it's going to be a season of constant shifts and changes in our landscape. And I truly do believe that we will continually evolve as the world changes or transforms. And today, I have the honor of having a very special guest on our B2B episode. We have with us Michelle Chan Krause, the Executive Director of Russell Reynolds Associates. Michelle advises leading organizations across the consumer sector, serving as a key member of the consumer products and services that has FMCG, retail, and luxury. She also takes care of leisure and hospitality, digital practice groups, and she is also a member of the corporate officer's practice with a focus on human resources. Michelle works with clients to recruit, develop, and advise leaders on a variety of talent topics. 
Moreover, Michelle has extensive management consulting, global talent assessment, and development experience across a number of functions, particularly in sales, marketing, digital, and human resources. She is based in Singapore, and she brings in-depth experience of the Southeast Asian market. I am super happy that she is with us today. I love her energy, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So, Michelle, good morning. How are you? Hi, Via. I am good. I am sitting here in Singapore looking out uh, from my home office and enjoying the, the beautiful weather, which is not the same that uh, I think you can say in the Philippines. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm so glad that we were able to connect um, this wonderful day. Um, I'm feeling the energy and I'm feeling the sunshine coming from you, Michelle, as well as Singapore. How's everything there? How's everything there in the now normal, um, the different changes that we're experiencing? Um, could you give us some um, insight on that one as well? Sure, absolutely. You know, I think um, we are now 81% vaccinated and we're going to start opening up our borders. So, you know, I think there's a positive feeling in the air, right? That, that we're starting to see a little bit uh, the new normal that everybody's been talking about. So, so, yeah, I think it's good. That's great. Congratulations, Michelle. I love what you said. There's, there's that feeling of hope, right? And positive outlook because you know i truly believe that there's a light at the end of the tunnel we're all we're all going towards that direction and you know as we also go into our planning season like you know as i mentioned earlier as business leaders it's so important to also be able to look into what's happening around us what's you know what's in the horizon but at the same time to carry that you know optimism going into a new era new year um where we get a chance actually to claim the now normal for us, for all of us. And we get a chance to plan for it, right? During the next few months. So Michelle, I'd love to know more about Russell Reynolds Associates. Um, and of course, I'd love for our listeners to learn more about you guys as well. Could you share a little bit more about your company? What are the awesome things you guys are doing in Singapore and in the region? Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, Russell Reynolds is a leadership advisory and executive search firm. And I think uh, what most people will know us for is executive search. So we will help clients find their CEOs and the C-suite that goes along with it. So chief financial officers, chief HR officers, um, that sort of thing. But what we're ending up doing more and more uh, recently is around the leadership advisory piece. So if you have a new CEO, making sure that they're successful. And, and they land well. So that onboarding and that uh, transition piece, we're helping with boards, doing board assessments and figuring out, do you have a board that's ready for the future, right? Is it diverse? Does it know about sustainability? Does it know about digital and transformation? Um, and the other thing that we're doing actually in the region, which is super exciting is with all the different shifts and movement of talent, looking at where headquarters are and organization structures and getting companies ready for this new normal going forward. But I think, it all ends up under a banner of improving the way the world is led. I, I just had to pause because that was such a beautiful statement, Michelle. It's being able to improve how the world is led. Absolutely love that, especially nowadays when there's just so many shifts all around us, right? 
Um, and and I know that you guys also um, created actually a study, right, on um, what's happening around us. So I'd actually like to take this opportunity to get to know about um, the study that Russell Reynolds actually put together. Um, so I do know that this study um, is about business leadership that is needed. To, to use your terminology, to improve how the, how the world is led, but at the same time, actually to see how we can move forward in a post-COVID or a post-pandemic world. Can you tell us more about this study, Michelle? And actually, what prompted you guys to do it in the first place? Absolutely. Yes. Well, you know, um, my focus is the consumer sector. And I think there's no other sector that was more impacted by this pandemic. You know, be it these surges in demand for masks, hand sanitizer, uh, bread flour, you know, <laughs> things that, that you didn't necessarily expect would have big demand surges. And then on the other side, you see demand drop off tremendously for travel or anything related to travel. So these huge shocks to the consumer sector meant that leadership had to quickly adapt and change. And so we were dealing with this and talking to leaders and we thought, well, why don't we talk to the biggest leaders in the consumer sector and talk to them about what they're seeing in the market, You know, what they see as shifts moving forward and how they are changing as leaders to address these big shifts in the market. Um, and so we spoke to, I think, 50 leaders globally, and these are big consumer companies like the Unilevers of the world, beauty companies like L'Oreal, you know, hospitality like uh, Intercontinental, the Amazons, Googles of the world, just, just to get a sense across uh, its consumer industry, what are you seeing and, and how are you reacting? That's absolutely amazing because I also felt that, you know, just being able to also know that there's a study out there that's bringing all of these different insights together also gives us a sneak peek as to how we can really just see the world continuously evolving, right, Michelle? I mean, this the things that are happening um, now, it's not just meant to have a change um, for the short term, right? It's a lot of long term shifts that will be happening in the in the industry. So it's good to be able to get insights from all of these leaders. Yes. And then also figuring out what's going to be long term, what's going to stay and what's not going to stay, you know. Um, so it's it's it was super interesting as we spoke to leaders to just get their perspectives on these topics. I like that because, you know, sometimes when studies come out there as well and a lot of people see what the results are, you latch onto it. But I love what you said. The magic is where is to be able to look into what will stay and what won't. Right. What won't stick. Um, so that you can plan for, you know, your programs and initiatives better in in the future. I'm I'm curious though, Michelle, is it is it possible for you to share some highlights coming from the from the study? Like, what are the interesting points that our wonderful leaders have shared about what's happening around there? Sure. Well, you know, what we did was we synthesized it into kind of four key buckets okay. that we saw that were shifts in consumer behavior. Um, the first one is digital amplitude, or we call that digital amplitude, which I feel like that's been overused a lot, but but it's the truth, right? Even, even my 70-year-old mother is now shopping online for her groceries, right? So 80% of consumers changed the way they, they shopped, uh, and a lot of it moving online. So we expect that that will continue moving forward for sure. Um, the other piece we saw was around life rebalancing. People stayed at home 
right, work from home. And so that you see the shift in consumer spending from restaurants, you know, hotels, that sort of thing into the house, people cooking more at home. So you get more food ingredients being bought in supermarkets, uh, more home fitness uh, stuff, more home sort of furnishings being bought, right, as people put in their home offices and stuff. So that, that we think will, um, will continue, but not to the same level uh, as it did going forward. The third one is around hygiene standards. And it's, you know, we talked to actually a lot of the, the producers of soap, and we seem to have leveled out at a 50% increase, uh, seems to have stabilized in, in soap use uh, going forward, right? So where you didn't necessarily think about hygiene before, now when you're going to a restaurant, when you're going to do your staycation, you're gonna think about hygiene um, in these environments. Uh, and then the final one is around social purpose. So I think, and I think there were a number of shocks here. In the US, you had, you know, the George Floyd movement, right? And, and the Black Lives Matter movement to make sure that we have just a more diverse and inclusive society. Um, with the pandemic also, if you lived in a city where there was a lot of manufacturing, maybe suddenly the skies were blue, you know, when things were shut down and it made you think like, wow, how are we impacting our environment, right? And what are we doing to our planet? So I think people became a lot more aware and had time to also think about what is the impact we're making on the environment? So those were kind of the four big shifts that everybody seemed to talk about in terms of the consumer going forward. No, thanks for thanks for sharing that, Michelle. I mean, as you were sharing with me the different categories, it made me even reflect on how I fit into all of those categories, not only as a consumer myself, right? But, you know, as, as a leader. And if I may, one of the things that I really resonated with um, actually would be two things. One would be the life rebalancing, um, because, wow, I mean, we were all launched. I, I always say this anyway, but, you know, we were launched into the biggest, for me, experiment, tech experiment of mankind, right? Like we were, you know, one day we were out in the streets, you know, we were meeting with clients, we were having dinner with our friends, grabbing a drink by the bar, you know, and, and, and going with kids to parks and the like. And then the next moment we were, we had to shift everything to the house and learn relearn or unlearn whichever learn we want to use right at this point a new system a new family a new life system where we could actually bring in our personal life our social life our work life and our passion you know our passion project life all in one space so i agree with you um having to be able to push all of those things have led to changes in I think, at, at least on my end, um, my behavior and my priorities, right? Because we've had to rebalance. I love the term, rebalance everything. Yeah. And the second one was a social purpose. Because yes, um, I have to say that, you know, I think that the world is already getting smaller and smaller due to, um, you know, of course, social media out there, everybody being more connected with what was going on around the world. But because we are more plugged in, I, I just feel it. I'm not sure if you do, Michelle, but my being plugged in has escalated in just the past 18 months. Like, you know, I thought I was, you know, plugged in before because I'm in PR. I'm in PR and comms and marketing, right? But then as, as a consumer myself, I've seen myself tune in more because there's just more time. And because we're all in the same space, I feel like there's more like you know about what's going on around the world. And so there is that want to know more about things, become more aware of it and provide solutions. Like, you know, partner with brands and, 
and um, movements that speak your truth, right? Or speak to your own priorities. Um, how about you? Was that also something that you saw in your own in your own capacity? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it resonated what you said when you said you're more plugged in. You know, it, the, what the pandemic did was it brought up sort of different groups that I had not heard about or known about, right? And you realize in some cases, like, oh my gosh, you know, the construction workers in Singapore, let's say, they are crammed into dorms and we had an issue with the, with, COVID, you know, taking off there, and it raised awareness around what, what their situation is, and now things are changing as a result, right? So I think some wonderful things came up with us being more plugged in and more aware of our fellow man. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And actually, I love that, that you already shared that because what I wanted to talk about next is solutions and paths forward, right? So, you know, um, I love that that you guys had you know created this study because it was able to just allow us to bring you know a lot of these different changes in one study. Um, uh, but I also actually really love the title of your study, and I want to ask about that, right? Because the study is that you know um, great business leaders may not be enough actually in this new age or in this brave new world, and. As we talk about paths moving forward, creating solutions, because we are more aware, right? Um, more issues are being brought to the surface. We are more aware. Therefore, there is an opportunity for us to actually become more innovative, plugged in, or create solutions, right? Um, I want to talk about paths forward and your insights on that one, Michelle. So my first question is the title of our study. I am really curious to know, why do you guys think that being a great business leader is not enough actually in this new age. Absolutely, and I think, you know, there's this, uh, it's been talked about a lot, being a manager versus being a leader, right? Uh, the manager manages through process, systems, KPIs, that sort of thing. That was, that was already trending more towards leadership where you set a vision and you bring people around a common goal, right? And move them forward. And I think it, it really, the pandemic accelerated that in a huge way. And what our study went to look at is, well, what does it mean to be a leader then in this, in this new world? And in speaking to these 50 leaders, we tried to identify the traits that they felt were most important to them as they moved forward. And we identified six, but I really want to think of them as three groups of two, because they're actually a little bit opposing these pairs. So um, the first one I would say is, is that creativity and agility and ability to problem solve, right? That you, you touched on these, we have to think about doing business differently. How do we get to our customers? You know, when supply chains are down and, and um, our delivery people can't go out. So we have to think creatively, think differently, be agile in our problem solving. But at the same time, we have to be very clear on what are our strategic initiatives so that we have a way to prioritize and kind of cull these ideas, right? Down to the ones that we're truly gonna focus on because you can't do everything, you know, at the same time. So, so that's why I say they're opposing because there's this creative buzz and everybody's coming up with ideas at all levels of the organization. But you have to be so clear as a leader to say, these are our strategic priorities and we're going to focus on these three so that they can then prioritize and focus accordingly. Yeah. The, the second pair we talk about is this comfort in ambiguity, but then also being very um, fact-based in your decision-making. So we don't know what, the, yeah, 
we don't know what the world's going to look like. You know, we have no idea. And leaders have have never before been asked to make decisions in such ambiguous situations. Typically, there's a precedent of some sort, right? Um, so now they have to to fall back onto their values when they make decisions, which we've never asked them to do before necessarily. Um, but at the same time, so we're saying get comfortable being uncomfortable, but have a certain, where you can, right, get a fact base that you can try to make decisions um, on. So again, a little bit opposing um, leadership attributes that you have to, to manage. And then <laughs> the last one is around operational astuteness, we call it. So it's that commercial acumen, it's being able to make that business decision, but balancing it with a social purpose. So, you know, if you have to, uh, you know, in some cases, I, I was talking to a, a CEO of a, of a country of um, a fast food restaurant, and they're completely closed, right? He has to he has to basically get rid of his workforce. He had to keep a very lean skeletal staff, and he's like, "Do I cut eighty percent of my staff, or or do I pay all of my staff twenty percent so they can at least buy bread?" You know, to feed uh, their families at a basic level, right? So, it's those commercial decisions offset against the social purpose that they had to make. So you really have to dig deep as a leader and figure out what your values are and how you're going to make these decisions going forward. Yeah, those were the kind of the six attributes that we identified. Wow. Those are those are beautiful attributes, Michelle. I mean, I was just busy taking down notes because I feel like I need to reflect on these things later on. Um, just a quick, um, uh, you know, um, insight from my end before I continue with my questions. When you told me that, you know, these are the six attributes, but it's like, you know, in a way, it's like you, you have these things that could be seen as opposing to one another, but actually they could work. I just actually finished reading Brene Brown's um, Braving the Wilderness. I'm not sure if you've come across that book as well. I know Brene Brown, but I haven't read the book. <laughs> I've watched her TED Talk. Uh, Michelle, if you have time, please do so. Um, I really resonated with, with the book, but what I what I loved about what you said is because she actually did a study as well on belongingness and um, the the data that came out from that study, which is very close to yours, actually, is the paradox. Yeah, you know, it's a paradox. So you know, um, the the sense and the definition of belongingness or belonging has a paradox. And one of the things that I loved what um, that you know really resonated with me was strong back, soft front wild heart so you know if you think about it right when you when you say all of those things together they make beautiful music they make beautiful sense but then it could become a paradox right like a strong back but a soft front you're like what what do you mean you know and and then you suddenly have a wild heart and you're like okay there's just a lot of paradox well at least it's what i felt at first but then as I got into it, it all fits together. If you put it all together right, it all fits together. You're so right. Like you have to be this holistic leader. It's no longer just about shareholder return, right? It's about what's your place in the community, right? How are you making this world a better place? Um, so I totally, I love that. I'm going to go check that book out. Yes, please. And then we can talk about it separately. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> we can do a book club. Exactly, uh. right? Uh, but, but that's beautiful. And I loved it. Your terminology, Michelle, let's use that we need to be holistic leaders so now i get it you know not just being a quote and unquote great business leader but we have to be holistic leaders you know we have to be able to take all of these different 
you know, beautiful, you know, attributes, um, um, as you said, and not pick and choose. That's what I felt like, you know, let's not pick and choose. Like, you know, there are ways that we can all put these things together. Um, you know, we we're not looking for uh, like what we've talked about, how we're changing the way the world is led. Right. We're not looking for the perfect leader who is who has no flaws and whatnot. Right. But what we are looking for is a holistic leader that is able to really, you know, be creative, be agile, you know, but but be focused on the priorities and then finding, um, you know, the discomfort and ambiguity, but then being fact based. And I love the last one. You're operationally sound, but you have to have social purpose. Right. So it's about putting all of these things together. Thank you so much, Michelle. Lots of things to reflect on as we go into our planning. Um, so on that note, Michelle, I know you guys um, are known to be executive search. Mm-hmm. So you you have been in the region, you've been in the market. And so I am also curious. Um, I know I have the sense of a holistic leader, but what kind of leader do you believe we actually need to venture into this brave new world like, what's the mindset? What's the mindset coming in? What are the skill sets that, that you know, we need to carry? And actually, let's let's push it a little bit further. And also, like, you know, what's the heart set or the values that we need to push forward? Absolutely. I think through this pandemic, what the leaders that rose to the top are the ones that had humility and empathy, right? And these are not necessarily things that you kind of would first put on the list for a leader, you know, when I would say 20 years ago, right? But now more and more, you have to have that, I guess you called it a heart set. Um, You you just have to have that heart piece and the leaders who had that and who were empathetic and listened, right? They absolutely um, performed really well throughout this. I think the other piece is that um, it didn't matter where the ideas came from. So you couldn't have that hierarchical you know, leader of the past. You had to be very inclusive in terms of everybody had a voice, the best idea won, and we were gonna trial it, and it didn't matter if it failed, and we will try something else, right? So a lot more sort of collaborative and inclusive a leader going forward. And then I think the third piece would be around um, partnering with people that you wouldn't necessarily partner with. You know, it, what, what, you know, if you looked at what happened, um, there were a lot of hotels that were closed. So they had a lot of uh, a workforce that had no work, but then there were people doing deliveries and stuff that there was desperate need, right? And so you saw people like in, in the US, it was the Amazons connecting with the hotels and sharing their employee base, which you would never think of in the future, right? But you have to have a leader that's just open and thinking about the social purpose, right? And let's keep people employed and find a creative way working with competitors sometimes to, to get it done. Yes. So I think it really is this idea of a holistic leader that's a lot more collaborative, inclusive um, and creative going forward. And you know what? Like, as you were mentioning that, Michelle, I could just see the ecosystem, you know, the ecosystems that we've built in the past decades. I, I, I was literally seeing it in my mind shifting as you were talking. Like, you know, the ecosystem is there, but maybe they're not anymore linked just to particular things. They're they're branching out or they're turning a different way to be able to actually, well, of course, to respond to the changes, but to actually make a difference, to to yes. to define yes. what what needs to get done. Right? Yes. Like you said, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, improving the way the world is led, making the world a a better place, right? Using whatever platform you have, right? To to move us in the right direction. 
No, really. And, and actually, this is perfect. It's perfect that you said that because what I was thinking is we also need to change our mindset from immediate response to already shifting gears to make it a long-term positive effect on what we're doing. Because right now, I do believe that there are, don't get me wrong, there are uncertainties and we need to respond right now. But we also need to stop just responding but actually understanding and molding what's new, right? Oh, Pia, it's so funny because there's another study we've done that's called the sustainable leader, right? And we've actually worked with the UN to figure out what a sustainable leader looks like from a psychometric standpoint. So I I shouldn't get into that because I know we're focused on the consumer paper here, but so many things that you touch on talk about the sustainable leader of the future. They're thinking about the ecosystem. They're not just thinking about themselves. And then they're thinking long-term, you know, and, and so many companies previously were short-term profit, short-term profit, right? And now they have to invest and think about the longer term. So, so many things. I want to come back and talk about the sustainable leader. We, we should because, totally. Um, <laughs> I want to know about the sustainable leader. <laughs> Well, well, we shall make it happen, Michelle, because I because I think that that's what the world needs. Yes, it 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 really is. Like you know, yes, we're thought so. We have the holistic leader, and we need a sustainable leader. It's what the world needs, right? And on that note, the first song that came to my mind, of course, was "What the World Needs Now Is Love, <laughs> Sweet Love," right? And I'm like, yes, this is it. This is how we need to move forward. So speaking of forward, actually, Michelle, I mean, I love that we touched on all of these different things, right? And and I want to make sure that we're able to bring everything together because as we promised our listeners, we're here to help them out with their, with their planning. So just in terms of your capacity, because I know like what you said earlier, we can't, I mean, we can't really predict what's going to happen maybe next month. I don't know. It's It's changing so fast. It's kind of, you know, hard to predict so many different things, but you know, I do want to get your thoughts on what you do see in the horizon. You know, I want to I want to be able to touch on that, especially in Asia, because you do have visibility on what's going around in the region. What do we need to take a look at, Michelle, as we plan for 2022? Are there things we should be excited about? Are there things that we, you know, should safeguard against as well? Um, I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Absolutely. You know, and, and we've touched on, I think, a lot of the things that I'm excited about, right? I think the consumers being put at the center and what people care about and what matters most to people is being put at the center now. And companies are starting to realize that and react to that and give us leaders that we want, uh, you know, leading the companies that we want. So I'm, I'm actually excited. I think going forward, the consumer's voice will become stronger and stronger. Um, I, in terms of things to worry about, I actually, for me, it's, it's, our mental well-being, because it's so ambiguous now, right? It's it's moving forward and, and so fast as well. And like you had said earlier, we're at home and our li- personal lives and everything, all our different lives are melding into one. So we've got to be good about setting up our boundaries and making sure that we're making our decisions true to our values. They're aligned with the company we're working for, you know, and, and we're moving forward in a way that protects our, our health and well-being, I think. Michelle, truth to power, right? Truth to power. I mean, because it's just a reality and we need to talk about this more. I feel that, you know, it's such an important element of what we need to go forward path forward. And I'm not just talking about 2022. It's really just even defining that new ecosystem we were talking about, right? We need yeah. we need our people healthy in all aspects. And 
we also just have to, you know, it's the reality that this has affected us worldwide, humanity, right? And we need to be able to, like what you said, set boundaries, be able to rebalance life. I love that we're using the, the consumer shifts, which is life rebalancing. But at the same time, if you think about it, we're also talking and going into the study of what the holistic leader that we need, right? Which is, you know, the humility, the empathy that you shared earlier, which I do agree, like, you know, maybe... Maybe even 10 years ago, you know, um, I wouldn't have thought about putting that in my own CV, you know, like, you know, these are my um, skill sets or heart sets or mindsets, right? Which now suddenly we realize those are the things we need, right? And before we were just so focused on accomplishments and skill sets and certifications, which are, I know they're important, but what I'm just saying is now we're just more aware of the other things we need to safeguard, right? Yes. And, and like you say, we're suddenly, we're, we're in people's personal lives suddenly as leaders, right? I'm telling you whether you come back to work or not, or how many days you come back to work. You know, I'm suddenly setting boundaries for you, which I have never had to set before. And, and uh, I think as a leader, you really have to figure out what your fundamental beliefs are and values are, because that will help be your guide, you know, as you lead going forward. Absolutely. And I think it's also, I mean, I know it's cliche, but we need to also share it, right? It's walking the talk. So if if these are things that are important to you, like setting those boundaries and being able to see what, what works and what doesn't, your people need to see it from your end, right? So, yeah. um, so that they also feel safe to be able to take that on, like as they, they, they rebalance their own lives, right? And as they also... As they get plugged in and look into their own purpose, they see that it's okay to do these things as well. Absolutely. And we have to give them some space too, right? They might think they want to come back five days a week and then they realize, oh gosh, that's not working for me. I need to do three or, you know, or the other way. They may think they don't want to come back and suddenly they realize I miss, you know, the, the interaction and stuff. So give, give, I think, people space to figure out uh, their boundaries and their new normal going forward absolutely and just to just to tune into what you said earlier you know with the creativity and agility plus strategic focus that you mentioned earlier i think that's the perfect thing to push into that into that um safeguarding right is you need to have those creative ideas right those creative ideas um, and solutions for the long term but at the same time you know we we also need to um, uh, be focused on our priorities and be open to experimentation. I think that that's the beauty of, you know, our new age as we define that new normal. We can experiment and see what works, what doesn't, and be okay with that. Like, you know. Yes. Yes. Like what you said, it's not just about stakeholder um, terms, KPIs, right? you know, yes. it's everybody else. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, Michelle, it has just been such a joy speaking with you. And we are going to talk again about sustainable leadership. I can't wait to, to listen to you and hear more about it. But for now, we do have to close in on um, our particular focus on, you know, the, the new leadership that we need, our holistic leaders in um, the consumer study as well. But I don't want to let you go without providing our listeners with our food for thought. You know, as I mentioned to you, we do this on Wednesdays to break the week, you know, to, to get people excited also about the things that they can do. So, Michelle, if there was one... I know this is so hard, but but bear with me. If there was this one big, bold piece of advice that you would like to leave our listeners, especially our business leaders who are, you know, just about to go into their business plannings next week or next month, 
what would it be? It would be be comfortable being uncomfortable because we're all in the same boat, right? And then and sort of underlying that, but know your value system, right? Just take the time to really understand what are my true value systems and align them, you know, with the decisions that you're going to make. And I think that way you can set your boundaries and you can move forward in a in a lot with a lot less anxiety. <laughs> Which, which is what we all need. I love that last line, right? Because that's the reality. So if we have this, we're able to let go of that um, anxiety yes. as well. Michelle, I love that. I love that advice because uh, I did yin yoga practice this morning. And actually, uh, my teacher said, find comfort in the discomfort. So I, you know, I resonated a lot with that. It's the universe telling us that this is the path forward, yes. <laughs> I think. So um, I think that one other thing, Michelle, that I just want to leave our listeners with that I, that really stuck with me as we were talking and which is the perfect, you know, um, I guess, segue into our next conversation. I don't know, and maybe in the next couple of weeks, but, you know, that we need to change our our mindset, right, of responding immediately to what's happening right now, to actually looking into how you can respond long term tweak that ecosystem, tweak the things that we've, you know, that we fortified long ago to not only respond to the right now, but to actually look at it on how we can define a new future that works for everybody, right? I feel that that's what we need going forward, path forward. Absolutely. And if we do that, we will improve the way the world is led. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> so on that note, Michelle, tell everybody where they can find out more about the awesome work you guys are doing at Russell Reynolds Associates. Please go ahead. Sure. I think our website is probably the easiest place, which is www.russellreynolds.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest. And all our studies and, and our papers are all there. Awesome. And I need to get you back to discuss the sustainable leadership piece, right? I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for providing not only just fantastic, you know, amazing and heartwarming insights, just, just so that we can ease the anxiety of going into 2022 planning with your study, but also with um, your insights. But really, Michelle, your energy has just been fabulous. Thank you so much. I think that this is something that our listeners truly needed as we venture into such a busy time going into 2020. And in the Philippines, what we say, Michelle, is maraming maraming salamat. So thank you so much. All right, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, our latest B2B episode on what kind of leadership we need as we venture into 2022 with Michelle Chan Krause of Russell Reynolds Associates being with us this wonderful Wednesday morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to B2B Breakfast to Business. Please go forth with all of these beautiful nuggets of wisdom from Michelle and her team, and we will have them back after actually to discuss that sustainable leadership piece because I think that that's what the world needs as we move forward. There you have it for B2B Breakfast to Business. Thank you so much and see you guys in our next episode. Ciao! And that's it for today's episode of B2B Breakfast to Business. Don't forget to tune into Team Asia's social media accounts to keep yourself updated on these breakfast happenings. We are on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on Instagram, www.instagram.com 
slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com slash company slash TeamAsia. And of course, our wonderful website, www.teamasia.com. Remember to stay safe. See you again soon here at B2B Breakfast to Business. Thank you. Ciao. Breakfast to Business.